Welcome to story time. Greg Dwyer is about to tell you a story. <clears throat> I I wrote this to a friend, and that's that's the only reason I feel like I can I can share it because it's now been shared already. So, um, but I couldn't put it like on my Facebook page because it's just too embarrassing, and I would hate for it to be out there in written form. So <clears throat> here goes. My wife and I were picking up some birthday birthday items for her mom on Saturday. Her mom is hard to buy for, but one of my great ideas was tickets to see the upcoming Michael Buble concert. More on this later. The previous week, my wife was out of town, and I had a cough and cold that hit me pretty hard on the day that she left. Trying to function on the air and get rid of this cough quickly, I turned to Robitussin, which I generally don't do. But I was desperate to get rid of this and still to and still try and sound not sick while doing the morning show. So I faithfully took this expectorant and cough suppressant stuff every four hours for five days straight. It kept, kept my cough loose and minimal between the hours of 6 to 10 a.m. Now, while I don't normally take Robitussin, I have given cold medicine to the kids on occasion. Seldom, since Tree is a nurse, I am usually given lesser jobs related to their health care. I just assumed that the line on the little cup they give with the medicine was the dosage for kids since that's how it works on, like, Dimatap and other kids' cold remedies. However, on the adult cold medicine, the line halfway up the mini shot glass is the adult dose, not okay. the child's dose. Now, this is Dwyer reading his own letter to some other person. <clears throat> I wouldn't discover the discrepancy in the dosage until five days later. Okay. So every four hours, I am basically taking twice the adult dosage of Robitussin for five days, every four hours. I noticed a slight hazy feeling when driving to work and doing the radio show. The latter I attributed to wearing headphones mm. while being congested. Sure. Sometimes that makes you sort of dizzy. But I sounded okay, and I was able to rest during the rest of the day. And since my wife was out of town, I basically stopped eating, relying mostly on soup to get through the day. Yeah! Soup and cough medicine. By Friday, when I had to pick up my wife from the airport, I had consumed probably two large bottles of Robitussin. I want to kiss you. I was basically a functioning zombie. When she saw me, she immediately put a stop to the routine and also said that she would drive home. She asked me how much of this stuff I had taken and for how long. That's when I had discovered my accidental double dosing. She was seriously considering calling poison control. Yeah! <laughs> but must have decided against it when she got home and saw that I had also consumed about 30 Gatorades during the week. I woke up Saturday feeling more alert than I had in the last five days, and I was happy Tree was back in town. So we decided to run to the arena 
to pick up these tickets. I suggest that maybe we have lunch first since I finally had my appetite back. So there we are at the ticket window after our meal. I'm choosing the best seats from the seating chart. And my wife excuses herself to use the restroom. Oh, no, the one that's next to the ticket window at the tax layer center. Mm-hmm. I choose the tickets. I hand the agent my credit card, and when my wife returns from the restroom, I say to her, wow, that sounds like a good idea, and I asked her to finish up the transaction while I also hit the head, as it were. I don't know if you've seen this restroom at the Tax Slayer Center next to the ticket office. It's a unisex, and it's a one It's a one-person bathroom. So you go in, and then you can lock the door. As I close the door and begin to hit the lock button, I feel the tiniest little fart coming on. No big deal, I think to myself. After all, the bathroom is locked and BAM! This innocent little fart becomes an unstoppable stream of crap that soaks my underwear, pants, socks, and shoes in the time it took me to lurch to the toilet to remove my clothes. Mm. There I am, sitting on the toilet for the remainder of the deluge, but now, looking down, I am in a bad way. CSI wouldn't touch this crime scene. Oh, my God. So I begin trying to clean the mess with the one-ply toilet paper that's available to me, but all that does is shred and ball up inside of my pant leg. There is literally nothing I can do. I'm trying to do the best I can to blot up the mess, which is now fully soaked into the seam of my jeans, all the way down my leg, in my underwear, and in my sock, and my shoe. I look to see if perhaps it's not noticeable from the outside. Hmm. But it is. It's really noticeable. My only hope now is that I can make the 20-yard dash from the bathroom to my car, which is parked in the circle drive of the Tax Slayer Center, without being noticed. I have no idea how much time has passed. But my hope is that I can text my wife from the bathroom and have her start the car and bring it a little closer to the door and pick me up while I scoot out the the bathroom. No such luck. She doesn't have her phone because her purse is in the car. And unbeknownst to me, she is waiting for me at the ticket window so that I can sign the credit card slip. She's making small talk with the ticket agent, but she's wondering why it's taking me so long. Finally, with no other choice, I stuff my underwear with toilet paper, hike up my soaking, stained jeans, Mm. and make a dash out the door. Sitting on toilet. Sitting on toilet. My sock and foot are now cold. And with every step, I'm reminded how this episode is far from over. I open the bathroom door to find a mom and her young child waiting to use it.
She apologizes for hovering so close to the door, but she said her child, quote, really has to go. Words cannot express my horror at the thought of what they are about to experiencing, what they are about to experience in that little room. I did the best I could to clean it up, but it still looks like a deer may have been dressed in there. Well, I don't have the luxury of time to chit-chat or explain to this mother and child what is sure to be a teachable moment for them. I have to somehow maneuver to the ticket window where my wife and five ticket agents are waiting. It must look like something between those animated Christmas show characters and a zombie, me trying to move, carefully yet quickly walking without my jeans touching my legs. Try it. It's not pretty. I get to the window. I sign the slip and I politely leave. I can only imagine what the ticket ladies are thinking at this point. They all know me. And I was quite jovial in the early part of this transaction, but my demeanor clearly changed, as well as my posture, after the bathroom trip. Thankfully, I was backlit by the windows as I walked away, so perhaps they couldn't see the stain through the silhouette. Now, I still had the challenge of getting into and driving the car home. It was a windows-open, torturing journey that I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. The smell alone. My God, the smell. I can laugh now since I've cleaned and disinfected all of the related surfaces. My wife asked me how I thought an an expectorant works to loosen chest congestion. And if maybe taking twice the amount over five days might also loosen anything else in my body. Or specifically everything else in my body. Well, now I know. Do not go in there. Woo! (laughs) And thus ends story time. Where was she when when you needed her? She didn't have her phone. She didn't. So I'm texting her from the... Woo! My apologies to everyone at the Tax Slayer Center, especially in the maintenance department. And any one of the ticket window ladies who had to witness that, I, I assume that's something. Hey, aren't you Dwyer? I don't from the radio. You know when you don't want to be recognized. Yeah, you're Dwyer from the radio. Did you? Whoa! <laughs> Damn boy! <laughs> Didn't I accuse him of acting like he was on dope that week? Didn't I say something? I- and well, it turns out that I was double dosing myself. So. Well, the to the first sign was that you were ordering Michael Bublé tickets. I'm like, you're on dope. <laughs> they're trying to kid- they're from my mother-in-law. Nah, I know, but they were for you at some point. It sounds like the movie Train Spotting, because they're actually doing real dope, and real dope makes you constipated. So when they start to come off the junk, yeah, everything's got to go. Okay, all right. And there's only one way out, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> the emergency exit. I I guess I'm telling this story at Thanksgiving because why? Because it's a funny story at the dinner table. Yeah, and everybody at the dinner table is—they're all my family, so they know it. Here's the gravy, Mike. (laughs) Funny story. Speaking of gravy, it looks just like the stuff that's in my shoe. Reminded me of something that happened the other day. (laughs) 
<laughs> my dad said, wow, I thought you had to be about 30 years older for that to happen to you. Okay. Woo! <laughs> <clears throat> so that's our holiday story. I thought everyone would enjoy it. Perhaps not. I could be wrong. You know, certain animals mark their territory. <laughs> I know of a house and a restroom on the Illinois side. You know, and I was going to say all something. yours, babe. I was going to say something to the to the mom and the kid that were waiting to go into the the restroom. Like, hi, I'm Michaels. No, oh. well, I should have. <laughs> Do not but, go in there. You know, I like you. You, you, you try to come up with another line like, oh, it's really bad in there. Like, you didn't do it. Right. You know? Like, oh, yeah, somebody really messed it up in there. But the thing the is... The guy before me, I mean, the, you saw him, didn't you? I mean, covered what can with you say? excrement, there's, so there's uh, nothing I can do. Uh, oh. No, you're going to need more than a match, hon. <laughs> a blowtorch. <sighs> well, I'm glad that we could share this moment. I feel like... I feel like, you know, we can all, you know, can all trust one another. What, I thought we were in the trust tree with in the nest, are we not? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I mean, we've all Somebody had Somebody soiled the nest. We've all had that happen, right? I mean, I'm... I mean, we've all had that. I would do. I would have pulled down my sweatshirt and called it a mini dress and gotten the hell out of there. Say, so, you know, maybe I, they'll think this is when they're going to think I'm a woman. We'll come back and get those tickets later. <laughs> you know, and here's the thing: and is, my undies just—you got a plunger; they'll go right down. I thought about, I, I thought about taking off my sweatshirt and tying it around my waist, but I'm like, I mean, that just all that does is draw attention to the fact that, dude. I mean, the, oh my god. I just wanted to throw everything away. But wait. I didn't know too so too much cough medicine. I guess takes away the cough and the it loosens up everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. did not know that. And I guess it does it in a pretty expedient way, industrial way. It's not. <laughs> it's not easy, does it? Beyond just a minute. <laughs> And then the, there's the the horror of when you're in a single-use restroom and somebody hits the handle of it on the outside and oh, you're like, no. oh, I better, I better pick up my pace. <laughs> Except, I mean, there was pieces of toilet paper everywhere. You, you, it doesn't. This one's closed for forever. Who does number two work for? That- Boy, what did you eat? A lot of cough syrup, my friend. Well, 